Welcome to the Life After Sugar podcast. The podcast that's not just about sugar, but about your relationship with it and also with food and especially with yourself. So if you want to discover your life after sugar and hear inspiring stories from all kinds of people who also cut out sugar in their way, at their pace, for their own reasons, this is the podcast for you. Because you know, when you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. I'm your host, Netta Gorman. And this week, I want to talk about the question, how much is too much sugar? Is there a minimum of sugar that we should be consuming? Is there a maximum? At what point can we say that we're consuming too much sugar? And anyway, what type of sugar are we talking about? And is it dangerous for someone like me who eats absolutely no added sugar? Am I making myself sick? Am I restricting myself? I'll be answering those questions and asking a few more in just a minute. But first, I just wanted to tell you that if you're looking for some free resources about how to cut sugar, then I have plenty for you. Come check out the Life After Sugar Facebook page and subscribe to the Life After Sugar YouTube channel, as well as my Instagram account at mylifeaftersugar, which is where you'll get all kinds of inspiration, pictures of meals, short reels, useful info to get you started on your life after sugar, as well as thought-provoking quotes and even sometimes pictures of our cat, so that you can see that it's perfectly possible to live a happy and active life, even if you don't eat sugar. You can also check out my TikTok account at netta underscore life after sugar. And if cravings are getting in the way and causing you to fall off the wagon, then I have five tips for you, especially if you're an intermittent faster, to help you get rid of cravings. Go to aftersugarclub.com and download your five tips today. You can also find my simple guide for getting more energy with less sugar by going to aftersugarclub.com, scrolling down to the bottom and clicking on Simple Guide. And while you're there at aftersugarclub.com, you can also have a look at the videos I've made for you to show you what to eat that doesn't contain added sugars, where to find real whole foods at the grocery store, and also how to look after your gut health because cutting sugar is one of the best things you can do for your gut health. Go to aftersugarclub.com to get your free resources today. All right, so let's get into the subject of how much sugar is too much. Now, it's no secret that, especially in the Western world, people in general are eating and drinking too many added sugars. I don't think anyone denies that. In fact, according to the National Library of Medicine, an article published in December 2022 says that per capita sugar consumption has increased in the United States to over 45 kilos per year. That's almost 100 pounds of added sugar per person 
per year. And it also says that the average person in the US currently consumes significantly more added sugar in their diet than the recommendations from the World Health Organization, the American Cancer Society, and the American Heart Association for daily sugar consumption. No surprises there, right? And yet, the impact of sugar consumption on health continues to be a controversial topic. Why? For us consumers, especially for those of us who have a real problem moderating sugar and all those highly palatable processed food products, we know that eating sugar in all its different forms, and especially in processed foods, affects our health really, really negatively. Our physical health, our emotional health, our psychological health as well. If you're listening to this podcast and you know what it feels like to have cravings for sugary foods or starchy foods, and if those cravings have led to weight gain, inflammation, aches and pains, headaches, skin issues, dental issues, mood swings, exhaustion, and a whole host of other physical and emotional issues, then you know from your own life that there's nothing controversial about sugar. It's doing you no good. Well, wait a minute. That's not 100% true. I mean, if sugar was 100% negative, then everyone would just stop eating it. It wouldn't be an issue and people wouldn't be coming to me for help to let go of sugar. But let's be honest. Most of us have a love-hate relationship with sugar. We love how it tastes. We love how it makes us feel because it gives us this dopamine high or this sense of comfort. It answers some kind of emotional need, like the need for reward and celebration and stress relief. So it's not all negative, even if we're ready to recognize that the effect that sugar has on us after this temporary high is actually negative. Because in addition to making us feel kind of out of control with our food, consuming so much added sugar can lead to obesity, type 2 diabetes, and heart disease, not to mention fatty liver disease, high blood pressure, high blood glucose, high triglycerides, and high LDL and low HDL cholesterol levels, and all kinds of other metabolic irregularities that may or may not be directly related to sugar. So, What's so controversial about what we find subjectively to be too much sugar? Well, one of the things that's controversial is the concept of too much sugar. What's the cutoff line? When can we say that it's an okay amount of sugar to eat? And when does it become too much? For example, the World Health Organization back in 2015 recommended a maximum of free sugars or added sugars, six teaspoons for women and nine teaspoons for men, which is the equivalent of keeping intake of free sugars to less than 10% of total energy intake or calories. Now, 
the World Health Organization guidelines don't refer to the sugars in fresh fruit and vegetables as being free sugars, nor do they consider that sugars that are naturally present in milk or dairy produce to be a problem. Really, what they're talking about are the sugars consumed in processed foods, as well as liquid sugars, like in juices and sodas. And free sugars are those that don't contain any type of fibre, which is why they make the distinction, as do I, between whole fruit and fruit juice. Fruit juice is considered to be a free sugar, whereas a piece of whole fruit is fine because it has the fiber wrapped up in that whole package. I want to take a quick break to say that if this is your first time here, then welcome and thank you for listening to this podcast. And whether you're new or a regular and you haven't yet rated or reviewed this podcast, could I ask you to scroll down and tap on the stars to rate this podcast and also to write a short review to let me know how this podcast is helping you in your life after sugar. I love reading your reviews. In fact, here's a five-star review from Pencil13 in the USA. I gave up sugar and flour more than two years ago and listening to Netta's podcast and a few others that cover this topic has helped me stay centred on and committed to my health, happiness and well-being. Living a life without sugar requires a real paradigm shift and I could not have maintained my lifestyle change without knowing there were others on the same path. Netta's cheerful outlook and earnest desire to help and support her community is heartwarming and inspiring. I'm grateful for her perspective and the things I learn about and am reminded of here. Ah, thank you so much. What a wonderful review. And I encourage you to write your review as well so that you can share with the world all the benefits of reducing or cutting sugar for you. And when you rate and review this podcast, not only does it encourage me to continue making new episodes, but it also helps to share this podcast and have more people see it so that we can help more people feel better and lose weight with less sugar. So again, thank you for rating and reviewing this podcast and for spreading the word about sugar. All right, so let's say we follow the World Health Organization's recommendation of less than 10% of total energy or calorie intake that comes from free sugars. That means added sugars. Is that still too much sugar? Seeing that free sugars, which means added or refined sugars, have absolutely no nutritional value, why don't the WHO just recommend that we eat zero free sugars? Well, I haven't asked the WHO personally to reassess their recommendation But when I do bring this up, in other words, when I do mention that, well, maybe zero would be better than, I don't know, 10% or even 5%, 
as some kind of recommendation for free sugars, most people are shocked and sometimes even aggressive. What? Zero? Are you crazy? That's too extreme. No one can live like that. Why would we want to restrict ourselves? You gotta have some fun in life. The body needs sugar to survive. Our society is based on sugary foods for celebrations. You can't take them away, right? What I found over the years of being sugar-free is that reactions to any kind of suggestion that we bring sugar, and especially added sugar or refined sugar, down to zero, well, reactions are surprisingly negative, even from people who absolutely recognize that this type of sugar not only has no nutritional value, not only can lead to a whole host of health issues, including behavioral issues like cravings and binging, well, even people who recognize all of these negative sides of added sugars will resist hard the idea of cutting them to zero. It's all very well arguing that biologically, the body doesn't need sugar at all. I don't mean glucose, I mean sugar. You know, the white crystals. And it's true that this type of carbohydrate, in fact, any types of carbs, are not biologically essential for the body to function. And by essential, that means that the body doesn't need to get carbs or glucose from food. It can actually create glucose from proteins. The liver knows how to do this by via a process called gluconeogenesis. In fact, gluconeogenesis refers to how the liver synthesizes new glucose from non-carbohydrate sources and provides the body and the brain with glucose when dietary intake of carbohydrates, in this case sugar, is insufficient or absent. But it's true that it's pretty rare to find people who eat absolutely no carbs of any sort whatsoever. I myself consider that I eat a pretty high-carb diet. Sure, I don't eat white sugar, brown sugar, any type of syrup or any type of added or refined sugar, but I do eat vegetables, some fruit, some dairy, nuts, seeds and pulses, and chia and flax seeds, which are fibres, and fibre is also a type of carb. So I do eat whole food sources of carbs, and seeing that most carbs break down into the molecules of fructose and glucose, my body gets all the glucose it needs, just not from refined sources of carbs, like added sugar. And my body and my brain function just fine, thank you very much. But if for some reason my body were to lack glucose from food sources, then I know that my liver would be able to make the small amount of glucose that my body and my brain needs. So my point is, that biologically, it really doesn't make sense to have a recommendation of 10% or even 5% of sugars. Free or added sugars, that is. Because seeing as they add absolutely no nutritional value, 
plus they can cause cravings and all kinds of health problems, well, even 5%, in my humble opinion, is too much. But my feeling is that the World Health Organization made this recommendation because zero is just unacceptable for 99% of the population. And people don't want to feel like they're not being compliant. And they certainly don't want to feel like they're being restricted. Who would? In fact, I'm not even sure that the whole question of what percentage of added sugars is too much is even an issue. What I think is that processed foods that contain added sugars, and I would also say refined grains in the form of flour, all these processed foods are so prevalent now and so normalised that we just can't imagine our diet without them. And if an entity like the World Health Organization, or even someone like me, came along and said, hmm, actually, you don't need any added sugars in your diet, well, what do you think the general reaction would be? I can tell you what mine was. No way! And I can tell you what most people's reaction is when I talk about zero sugar. It's also no way. And of course, that's totally understandable. So, how much sugar is too much? Well, here's my take on it. Where refined or added or free sugars are concerned, including refined grains like flour, anything above zero, biologically, is too much. But of course, we don't just eat food for biological reasons. Food is also cultural and emotional. So if eating certain types of sugars, especially refined sugars, gives you cravings for more or makes you feel bloated or makes you put on weight or gives you any kind of inflammatory response or even puts you at risk for type 2 diabetes, or heart disease, or fatty liver disease, or headaches, migraines, skin issues, dental caries, aches and pains, or any other type of health issue, then maybe the quantity of added sugars that you're eating now is too much for you. It may not be too much for someone else, but you're the one that counts. And yes, life's unfair like that. What may be too much for you may be just fine for someone else. There are people on the planet who can eat one or two cookies or even more and stop there and not have any problem with that, either for their behaviour or for their health. And even though I envy them, good for them. But this may not be the case for you. I know it certainly isn't for me. So if eating or drinking added, refined or free sugars triggers cravings for you and then feelings of guilt and shame or behaviours like binging, then any quantity that leads to these issues is too much. Which is why for some of us, zero is freedom. And that is why I created the After Sugar Club. If you're ready and committed to your own well-being by getting guidance to figure out how much sugar is too much for you, 
then join us in the After Sugar Club. When you sign up, you'll get all the support, the accountability and the guidance you need to break free from the diet culture as well as from the emotional dependency that you have on sugar. Go to aftersugarclub.com and click on the big green button to see everything that's included in the After Sugar Club and in the premium After Sugar Club where you'll get much more personalized and customized guidance and feedback to help you on your journey to breaking free from sugar. Plus, you get a whole year for free in the After Sugar Club when you sign up for the premium option. Go to aftersugarclub.com and click on the big green button to join us. Thank you for listening. That's it for this week. Keep in touch and see you soon for another episode.